Hello and welcome to the softer side. I'm your transitions coach, Shelley Carney. Let's design your life. Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice bring you the softer side, life transitions and relationship coaching. Join the live chat on YouTube every Wednesday and Friday at thesofterside.live. So today we're talking about introversion and the advantages of being an introvert. We'll also uh, talk a little bit about extroverts and ambiverts and uh, decide what we are, what we dis- what sort of social uh, interactions we enjoy and what sort of traits that we can display. And Toby, why don't you talk about introverts, extroverts, and which one are you? Um. I think, uh, so I used to be able to divide the world into head people and heart people, which you can also divide them the other way, uh-huh. introverts and extroverts. Okay. Um, I'm, an, uh, I'm an extrovert, always have been. This is true. And, um, and I like being an extrovert as much as most introverts like being introverts, I think. I'm not sure that all extroverts mm-hmm. like being extroverted. And I'm not sure that Why all introverts. That? Well, I, I because I've seen unhappy introverts and unhappy extroverts, right? Uh, it's hard for extroverts, especially if uh, you know part of part of being an extrovert is looking for a response, mm-hmm. usually positive. But if you're an extrovert, and what you get is a negative response, bullies are extroverts, right? They have some deep-seated problems, but they express themselves by bullying others. Mm. Well, that's a very then the response to that is very negative. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be an extrovert and not have a happy life as much as you can be an introvert and resent the fact that you're an introvert and that you'd like to be outgoing, et cetera, et cetera. But I think your solution that you're going to talk about today is a better solution. Okay. And why do you think that? Well, because that way you don't have to make these drastic changes. It, I, there's a sense that once you're an introvert, there's a genetic component, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're an introvert, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what you have to do is make the best of it. And sometimes... Uh, making the best of it means hanging out with a, an extrovert or two and letting them, you know, do their thing and enjoying just being in their company. And, and the same is true for extroverts because every once in a while you need to be around introverts so that you can enjoy their company and kind of slow down because ex- extroverts tend to be moving at a at a faster pace, I think. Hmm. So my thoughts. Okay. We'll get to talk about it, right? That's right. Okay. That's right. So let's talk a little bit first about introverts. Uh, what what is the what is it that we know about introverts? They get their energy from spending time alone. In other words, when they're around people, their energy is being used up, uh, and so to regain that energy, to re-energize, to charge their batteries again, they need to be uh, alone and with their thoughts and having time to. Just think. It's amazing how when you're really busy and you don't have time to just think your thoughts, how stressed you can be as an introvert. I've noticed that myself. And all I would want to do is just just let me be alone for a few minutes so I can think and catch up on all the things that I've been processing. It takes them longer to process information. Because uh, they're gathering it all up and kind of saving it up, right? You put it, you're putting it into a temporary file or saving it on your desktop, and you're going to take care of it later when you have some downtime, some alone time to, to sort through it and decide where to put each file 
so that you have a, an organized thought process. This is the, uh, the actions an introvert, introvert would go through. And I, I know these things because I am one. <laughs> they place more value on peace and quiet. I have to tell you that when I had small children and I was also teaching preschool, I had a huge pet peeve of using outdoor voices when you're indoors. If the children would get loud and rowdy indoors, I always knew, let's go outdoors because this is not appropriate indoor voices. And I had a a real strong sense of, you know, of being quiet when you're indoors, being even quieter if we're reading or doing quiet activities um, and saving those loud voices for outdoors. Here are some things that we know about extroverts. They get their energy from socializing. They want to be around people and all of that energy just builds up in them when they're around those people and having a good social time. They process information interactively. That means they need to talk through their problems or their ideas. Uh, they need to share those ideas with others in order to expand on them, to, to get them out of their heads so they can hear them and see them and examine them and have other people comment on them. Uh, that's how they process information effectively. Uh, they love being around people. That's They like to shine in the spotlight, right? They want They want all of that interaction going on because they're getting such a dopamine hit off of that socialization. They feel confident with new people. They don't have any problem with going up to uh, somebody at a a bar or a restaurant or an event or at an activity or for networking. They have no problem doing that. It's, it's fun for them. It's a social experiment for them. They enjoy that. Uh, they prefer to work in teams rather than alone. Um, they like to bounce their ideas off of other people so that teamwork is effective for them. And they connect with others naturally. They have social skills that allow them to uh get through that friendship process uh, more easily than an introvert would. Some of the advantages of being an introvert include that we are good listeners. We're fine with sitting there and listening to the extrovert spout off their ideas and and run through their list of to-dos and talk about their future dreams. And we're fine with sitting there, listening and observing those people and learning about them in that way. Um, We are interested in self-knowledge. We like to have that time where we can think our thoughts and, and examine what's going on in our minds. We feel that our thoughts are very powerful and we want to explore that more. Uh, We are capable of great focus. I can sit all day long in front of my computer and work on one thing all day with uh, just a break for lunch and get back to it. Um, I enjoy that kind of focus because then I know I'm being productive and I'm going to finish that work. And that gives me a lot of uh, pleasure to know that I can sit there, focus, and get my work done. Um, we think through all the options before we share. 
In other words, we think before we talk most of the time, um, somebody will ask us a question. It may take us longer to answer because we're thinking, hmm, if I say this, this might come about. But if I say this, this might come about. Uh, sometimes that can get in our way when we're trying to communicate, uh, say, in a, in a group atmosphere and everybody's shouting out answers and, and having a brainstorming session and coming up with creative ideas. And we're just sitting there thinking, oh, that that was a really good thought. And then we might go down a little bit of a rabbit hole or we might be thinking really hard about, oh, I could say this, but no, that's not quite right. Let me perfect that. So we often really process a lot of information before we speak out, um, which is a good thing sometimes because then when we do speak, other people are sure to listen because whenever we do speak, they know that what we're going to say is very thought out. It's very often profound. It's very often very observant and right to the core because we don't like to say a lot of fluff, you know. We get a little annoyed with fluff. We want to just, let's just get to the point, cut to the chase. Um, Introverts are more perceptive, open, and humble. That's because we observe and we listen. Um, We don't allow the ego part of us to... um, to overshadow the logic and the uh, the part that is more spiritual, I would say. Uh, so we keep our egos in check pretty well. Do you know any introverts that have these advantages? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do these sound reasonable to you? Yeah. No, no, no. If I were to look at the things uh, that... Uh, not necessarily that I admire about you, but I didn't know about you. You are all of those things. You're a good listener. You're observant. Uh, you are very interested in self-knowledge. You're, you're capable of great focus. I was thinking about that. I can focus for short periods of time. Like if I'm washing my truck, I can wash my truck for two hours. But then I have got to move to something else. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, well, I would hope so. Two yeah. hours. I wouldn't spend two hours. But that's, that's a physical activity, too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, it's very, to me, it's very relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, I imagine there's a lot going on in your mind. You're thinking a lot about a thousand other things rather than, here, I'm washing my truck, I'm washing my truck, I'm washing my truck. Actually, no. No? <laughs> part, of the zen, part of the Zen component of, uh, you know, uh, we've talked before about... Uh, uh, Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance in my library, mm-hmm. uh, but part of that Zen component of say doing something as simple as washing your truck is making sure that you're focused on the perfect job of washing your truck. So you don't actually think about other things. Mm. You think about you know is okay. the chrome polish here the wheels? I can spend ten minutes on each wheel, making sure there is no dust on any of those wheels. But it's it's a very it's very focused on that effort. Then, kind of when you're done, you're, everything else, since you've been focusing on that, your mind is kind of clean, and you can go on to the plan for the rest of the day or the next uh, event. That's why okay. you, you and I always talk about my Saturdays. Mow the lawn, clean the house, wash the truck, right? By that time, it's 6 o'clock in the evening, and I'm ready for dinner, and 
and uh, just starting to relax, you know, wind down for the day. But each of those events are very, when I'm mowing the lawn, I am not thinking about washing the truck or cleaning the house. Isn't that funny? <laughs> okay. And uh, I think uh, you do think through all the options before uh, we have a conversation. Uh, I, on the other hand, as an extrovert, I'll just blurt it out, see what happens. If they don't, don't, nobody likes it, then I'll go back and take another shower and, you know, figure out the next option. And I do feel like you are more perceptive um, and open and humble uh, in your quiet and reserved way. You know, you're, you're not, you will sit and listen to someone uh, and give them the opportunity to express themselves. Uh, it is very much likely that I will interrupt them and offer them you know, advice before they get to finish. So, uh, so those are all, uh, I don't, uh, I I don't know necessarily that they're advantageous in a sense, but they are certainly positive characteristics of, uh, of introverts. Well, uh, they would be advantageous in that if you were an employer, let's say, Mm -hmm. and you're looking for a certain type of person, this, this might just fit the bill. Mm -hmm. So use your advantage as an introvert, uh, use your listening and your observational skills in the good careers for somebody who's an introvert who excels at listening and observing would be a counselor, an archivist, a uh, social media manager, um, anybody in uh, ministry or um, somebody who is uh, possibly a detective or, um, you know, in that regard, uh, can you think of any others? Listening and observing would be. Uh, I think those. A skill uh, I think the, the the important one, the analytical, uh, the mm-hmm. intelligence analysts. Mm-hmm. You know, those are all good. Require good listening and observing skills. Um, those are all fields where uh, they're not only required. Uh, they actually, it's not a good idea to be an extrovert because you don't want to call attention to yourself. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you handle it? <laughs> well, uh, because I wasn't, I was in the field. Yeah. So I could be myself. I could mm. be whatever personality I needed to be mm-hmm. in the field. But mm. as an intelligence analyst, you need to focus and, and, and be more observant. And I did, I did that. I mean, both uh, early in my military career and uh, during my work with the NSA was as an analyst. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit more difficult being stuck in a cubicle Mm-hmm. looking at data and information all day and coming up with credible analyses of it. So mm-hmm. that was hard for me. That was, mm-hmm. And so when I, when, when I was offered another opportunity, I literally jumped at it. Okay. So. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And study and focus. Uh, if that's your strong suit as an introvert, you might end up as an engineer, a web developer, a graphic designer, or an accountant. There are none of those. No, there are actually none of those that I'd say to myself, I I really want to do that. You want to do that? No, No, I don't want to do do any of those. Uh, If you prefer working alone, uh, you know, uh, maybe at at your home on your computer, um, and you don't even, you know, I know my son is like this. He'd rather rather find a job where he could just stay home and work from home on his computer than go in and, you know, work with a team or with other people. Uh, he would prefer working alone. So some of the positions of when, that might uh, capitalize on that would be an entrepreneur or a freelancer. Um, any kind of a leader, especially like if you're a leader uh, of a team of maybe people who go out in the field and sell things and then they come back to you and they report to you and that sort of thing. A trainer, 
uh, again, you're gathering up the, uh, all the information and you're going to stand in front of people and, and train them. But your job is singular, right? Um, you could be a YouTuber, right? Uh, that's something that very often, not us, but very often people will do completely alone. Um, or a writer, somebody who spends a lot of time alone. Uh, anybody who's doing a home-based business uh, is very much uh, spending most of their time alone. So uh, these are some great ideas. If you are an introvert and you're unhappy in your current career, you might think about something like this that would be more advantageous and fit your personality better. So what are some uh, careers that you have enjoyed as an extrovert? Well, I was just thinking, so when you talk about these work alone things, mm-hmm. I'm more, uh, I, I've thought of myself as that kind of person. Uh, because once I left the agency where I was basically one of the agency employees in the military, I belonged to the military and the agency I belonged to, the National Security Agency, as an employee. Once I went independent, I was basically uh, a, the equivalent of a freelancer. They don't right. call them freelancers. They call them contractors right. or independent contractors. Mm-hmm. An independent contractor doesn't necessarily mean you're single. You can be an independent contractor and have a business you know, with other people, right. but I liked, I liked working alone, not because I liked being alone, but because, uh, it was very difficult for me to find the kind of quality that, uh, that I would want to associate myself with. And I had a couple of early bad experiences, uh, where I said, no, if I can't find somebody like me, uh, who, you know, wants to do the same things, wants to work as hard and take the same risks, mm-hmm. then I, it's hard for me to find someone and, and that's something about an extrovert too is that risk taking mentality mm-hmm. and i did that for years mm-hmm. uh and one of the things that i think that my various uh the, the 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 agencies that i contracted with really appreciated was that i that it was a one-stop shop that that they knew which projects fit me perfectly because i wasn't going to go out and hire 10 people but here's the thing. Although you worked alone, you were responsible for all of your sales and marketing for yourself. Yeah. So you had to be extroverted in that way. It, Otherwise, you wouldn't have gotten any contracts. Right. What I was going to say is that one of the advantages to this, for example, an entrepreneur, you can't be an entrepreneur and be completely introverted mm-hmm. because you need to sell yourself. You need to sell your new business. You need to sell your ideas. And you have to engage people in a convincing way in order to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. If you can't do that, if, you know, inter- introverts, introverts don't, uh, you can tell when they're uncomfortable making a presentation, it comes off. And then what happens is the audience starts focusing on how uncomfortable they are mm-hmm. and they forget the message and, and what you're talking about. So uh, as an entrepreneur, you have to have at least some extroverted tendencies uh, so that you can accomplish whatever your entrepreneurial mission is. So... Um, well, let's go to a full screen at this point, and we're going to have a little discussion okay. about that. Because right. even an introvert can cultivate some extroverted tendencies, and they become what's known as an ambivert, basically, uh, depending on what industry they're in. And I know that I can do this, you know, and when I have to. Uh, I can be a leader when I have to. I can, uh, I can network when I have to. I can get up on the stage and speak when I have to. Um, it isn't what I prefer. Uh, these social situations, um, meeting and greeting and, and uh, all of that 
right? When I was associate producer for the 48-hour film project, I had to do a lot of that. I had to go uh, into businesses and ask them to sponsor, uh, to give prizes or um, in some way sponsor the event. That was very difficult for me, but I did it because it was my job and I believed in it. And I believed, and I still believe that I did a better job at that than anybody who's held that position in this um, state Mm -hmm. before or after me. I did really good work at getting those sponsorships, which is not an easy thing to do, but I did it because I pushed myself to do it. I pushed myself out of my comfort zone. And that is possible for introverts to do. Um, If you want something badly enough, you just need to build up your self-confidence build up your, you know, your thoughts in your alone time so that you have the energy, then go out and do it for a few hours. And then when you're depleted, you go back home and rest up. Um, But these are some things that we can do, even though we are introverts, we don't have to accept that as a label that disables us from being able to go out to network to, um, to socialize, um, to enjoy being with other people. This is something that everybody does need. Everybody needs to be with other people. We just, you know, we don't, we can feel very alone in a crowd. Uh, we feel more connected when we're with one or two people rather than, you know, 20 or 30. Um, Whereas an extrovert can get just as much out of a social situation, no matter how many people they're with. And they enjoy being in crowds. And um, whereas introverts are like, this is, this is stressing me out, but you know, I'm, I've, I prepared myself for it. I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to take care of business and then I'm going to go home and take a hot bath and relax. So um, there are ways to get out of your comfort zone. Uh, just make sure that you're, you're uh, not depleted and that you aren't stressed before you go. You know, you save up all your energy and then you go. And when you're starting to feel like this is as much as I can handle, then you, you know, make sure you leave so that you're taking care of yourself. Or so, just take an extrovert with you. Take an extrovert with you as a wingman uh-huh. and um, have him introduce you to people and 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 help you to work the room and support your conversations, introduce you and and uh, help you to be to promote you. It's really helpful. Hang around with an extrovert. Just drag them along. Like. Yeah. They can they can make that uh, uh, a lot easier. Although I do want to point out, you're sitting in a chair in a lighted studio, staring at a camera, sharing your ideas with uh, <laughs> freely sharing your ideas with uh, your audience uh, in a very comfortable way. Uh, that tends to be uh, an extroverted attribute uh, more than introverted. Well, note that I'm doing it with a camera and my best friend, mm-hmm. not with oh. There's my mom on the phone. Do you want to I had a feeling she was going to call while I was doing this. So anyway, I'll call her back after the okay. show. Uh, <laughs> be, it'll be fine. Um, going to go visit my mom this weekend, and we're just trying to connect and, and uh, see if she needs me to bring anything. Mm. Um, anyway, so where was I? Oh, you were talking that about it was, why you it's can, a camera. Yeah. If this was 100 people, I would be very nervous. I would still be able to do it because I would prepare myself for it. Um, both, you know, by knowing what I'm going to say or talk about and by 
getting my energy up ahead of time and, and, uh, you know, doing that deep breathing and whatever it was necessary to do to prepare myself. But it would be a lot harder for me to get up mm-hmm. in front of people rather than a camera. Yeah. Well, you're very good at being in front of the camera. <laughs> well, the camera is easy. It's just a piece of equipment. It's when we go out into the field, you know, and meet our people mm-hmm. who have been watching us. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, hi, <laughs> you know, I don't know what to say. I don't know you. They know me, but right. I don't know them. Well, I thought you did uh, very well when we went out to a Fenbury meeting. A lot of people did, uh, that uh, did have seen us on camera but hadn't seen us live. I think it, it helps that yeah. they know me. Right. They already feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So that energy passes back to me that mm-hmm. they feel comfortable so that I can feel more comfortable. Well, you didn't, you, I, I was going to say, you didn't seem at all uncomfortable. You seemed to be able to handle, we separated at some point, right? We were. Well, work in the room, the, man. Work in the That's room. what we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. so we've Toby done that and I have networked together for years, so we know uh, what we're doing. Um, he is an extrovert. I'm an introvert. We go together. Uh, we start off together. You know, he supports me getting in there, getting started, and then we split up, we work the room, and then we meet back up. Well, who did you meet? What did they say? Did you find anything interesting? Should we stay or should we go? You know, uh, we work it out, and then if we need to go back out, we'll go out again, and then we come back together and have another little discussion. So we have our touchstone moments where, um, you know, he and I can can tell, whereas he might say, ah, it's a waste of time, let's go do something fun, or I might say, you know, I've had enough with the people, and let's go. And uh, we have that mm-hmm. communication. So awesome uh, suggestion is, if you're an introvert, take an extrovert with you who can serve you in that manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's no, it's no problem for me to introduce myself to perfect strangers. You know, reach out and hand or hand over a business card. But I think what's uh, great about it uh, is that uh, you tend to attract uh, gentlemen who are interested in, <laughs> in talking with you and you handle it really, really well. So you don't even have to worry about being an introvert. They will come up to you and introduce themselves. And you can find out whether or not... I, I well, a smile personary. goes a long way, smile. right? Yeah, smile. Dress, dress nice and smile. That's right. Dress nice and That's smile. That's the best That's thing you, you can do as an introvert to yeah. invite people to come to you is to put out that energy of, I'm a happy person, I'm a positive person. If you want to come talk to me, I will smile and nod and be pleasant. Mm-hmm. And so people will come up to you yeah. at that point. You yeah. know, It's when you're in the corner hiding, looking at your phone, and uh, you know people are going to go, well, they seem like they want to be left alone, so you know, I'm going to walk away. <laughs> yeah, leave your phone in your pocket, or better yet, your car. Um, yeah, because... unless your mom's going to call you. Right. <laughs> Plans for the weekend. Yeah. All right. So let's you see if we have any slides? other slides here. I think we're just about done. Go. Okay. We are done with our um, presentation. If you uh, would like to reach out to the softer side, join our member vault at esofterside.com. You can join our Facebook group. It's on Facebook, and it's called um, Transitions and Transformation. I've changed the name. Transitions and Transformation Coaching. Uh, but if you go to my page, which is at the softer side, uh, Shelly Carney Productions is what it's called currently, but I'm changing it, so I'm trying to guide you there as easily as possible. But if you go to at the softer side on Facebook, 
And then there will be a visit group button. Visit the group. Go there. Join the group. And that's a great place to get all kinds of great information about what's going on with the softer side. Uh, we also take the audio from our videos and create a podcast, which we then release on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple. And you can always write to me at thesofterside.info at gmail.com. Again, I do have that Be Your Own Life Coach course on Udemy. And the link is in the description box. The course regularly sells for $89.99. It's got some really wonderful tools in there, including assessments, uh, goal-setting tactics, and deep dive into each area of your life, figuring out what it is you want and how to get it. So wonderful value. If you use the coupon that's also listed in the description box, Life Coach 19, you can get this course for $19.99. You can also get a free discovery coaching session with me. We can design your life in this coaching session one-on-one. All you have to do is go to esofterside.com and sign up there and you can schedule the call. And again, I'm offering this special deal. The first three people to schedule one of these discovery coaching sessions will get your own free Be Your Own Life Coach course, which is again a $90 value. Okay, let's go to the live chat room. And if you would uh, answer this question for us, what are your biggest challenges when it comes to being an introvert or an extrovert? What's hard for you to do? If you're an introvert, is it hard for you to get out and meet people? Is it hard for you to uh, find enough time to be alone with your thoughts? Um, if you're an extrovert, what is it hard for you to do? What What's your challenges? Are you finding it difficult to find social social situations that you enjoy being a part of that will help energize you? Um, or are you married to an opposite and, you know, you never get to do anything together? And let us know what your challenges are. And we're going to Visit the chat room now and see who's here and That's say all hello. Quiet. Chat rooms are really quiet. Uh, Sean Martinez. Sean is, Martinez uh, is also on the Facebook group. Oh, Facebook room. So he's got the split personality. Yeah, he Facebook likes to be person. everywhere. Maybe he's like he's a, probably an extrovert. An extrovert over here and an introvert oh, here. He's an ambivert. Oh, an ambivert. Yeah. yeah. Who else so, is and that, that's it. Um, you that's have some it. other visitors, but they're uh, being quiet. We also have Aaron Mastriani and Christopher Calkins. Oh, hey, Aaron and Christopher. Nice to yeah. see you guys again. Say so, thanks for hanging out with us today. Um, you guys must be the extroverts. So we are going to open up phone lines. If anybody <gasps> would like. I need my phone. I forgot we were going to do this. It's right here on the list. <laughs> Guess what, Toby? We're going to open up the phone lines today, which is why I asked you to put the phone number on the screen. So if you have a call uh, for me, if you have a question, it could be about being an introvert or an extrovert or an ambivert or about your personal challenges, but it doesn't have to be. It could be anything uh, related to what's going on in your life, what kind of challenges you're facing, what kind of... um, discouragements you're coming across or uh, just what's making you happy today, you can come and share that with us. Just give us a call at 866-597-9901. 
Is it going to connect now yeah, that we connected. waited this long? Uh, or you can send us a text message if you like. Um, but uh, go ahead and give us a call if you would like to talk to us about anything. And uh, that number is 866-597-9901. Your, your, your name looks funny there, Toby Eunice. The Y looks, I don't know, and this is strange to me. You don't like that font? It's just a, it just doesn't even look like your name. I don't know why. It looks like Cody. Cody. It's kind of strange. Cody Vunas. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we had one. The, the font that we have, I went to change the Oh, and it didn't, didn't like it. And, it. and it can't find the font we used originally. I don't know why it can't find that font. So I just picked the next available one, kind of, and that's what I came up with. Because so, I knew we were going to do it. Today. Yeah. So if you are an extrovert and would like to call and talk, <laughs> <laughs> you can call 866-597-9901. And talk with our... If you're an introvert, introvert, you know, this is a good time to step outside your comfort zone, right? And uh, try calling that phone number and talk to Toby and me. No, no, this is your show. Talk to to Toby and me. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) I know that was a surprise for for our... um, Audience as well as for Toby that we're going to open up the phone lines. <laughs> no, no, you told me. I just I know I didn't. Uh, I put it again. I, Maybe I my mom will call this slide. phone number. <laughs> uh, so, do you think your mom is watching? I don't think she is. She's she was bowling today mm. with her friends. She is she's an introvert, but she does like to get she out does and socialize. do her social stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that is so you know. Needed. We need to get out and, and connect with people. Well, when she came to visit the last time, I, I could tell uh, I, I had the family over, their family over for kind of a barbecue. And uh, both she and her husband, Richard, mm-hmm. are tend to be towards the introverted, introverted side. He's more extroverted than than she is. He's more more extroverted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what happened Which is, is why it works well. She loves playing um, card games. And uh, and she always has new card games to play. So she wanted to show us this new one to play cards. I'm not a. I play poker. That's about it. And and I limit myself. But you to can that. pick up a new game pretty right. fast. Right. And, and uh, as long as it's interesting. But when she was at the table <laughs> and showing us this new game, and even more importantly, winning at this new game through no fault of her own, she wasn't playing with the cards or anything. But uh, it was just really cute to watch her go from that. Well, it was Mother's Day. It was her turn to win. (laughs) Introverted (laughs) mode to a very extroverted mode at the table. Mm. I thought it was really cute. Mm -hmm. uh, Well, you know, that's her zone. Yeah, yeah. It was was her comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Because she plays a lot of cards Mm -hmm. um, with friends. That's what they do when they get together. They're either bowling or playing cards or mm-hmm. dancing. Yeah. And uh, they do less of the physical activities um, than they used to as they're mm-hmm. getting older. As they're getting older. Richard's experiencing a lot of back pain and mm-hmm. knee pain and that sort of thing. Well, it was just, uh, I really enjoyed their company that night that they were, uh, that they were here. Yeah. So that's, that's another point that once we're comfortable in an activity, it can bring us out of our... Uh, introverted shell and allow us that time to, uh, you know, to be more of a shining star. Your version of an extrovert. So, yeah, yeah. So um, you brought up a good point about something 
extroverts do tend to interrupt, uh, to uh, monopolize the conversation. And sometimes they need to be reminded in a situation like a meeting that uh, to give somebody else a chance to talk. And if you are the leader, uh, if you're the one at the whiteboard up front and during a brainstorming session or during a meeting when you're asking for input from everybody and you find that the same person keeps spouting out, you know, um, ideas after ideas and, and everybody else is quiet or half the room's quiet and half the room's you know, you want to pay attention to your introverts and you want to make sure you pull them out a little bit and say, uh, let's, let's go to Shelly over here and see if she's got any ideas, you know, because if somebody does that for me, I'll come up with an idea. If, even if I didn't have one at the time, but if somebody comes to me and, you know, with an expectation or a question, I'm ready, you know, to answer it and to, to give you something, you know, um, Shelly, what do you think? Well, here's, you know, what I was thinking and maybe this or that. And, and often with your introverts, it's going to be really insightful because they've been listening to everything that's been said. They're not going to give you a repeat idea. They're not going to say, oh, well, uh, I like number one because they've actually been taking in everything and they might be able to come up with something that hasn't been thought of by anybody else because they're taking all the pieces and making a big picture out of it. So make sure you pull from your introverts and, and um, ask them um, their opinions or their ideas and make that space for them to, to be able to share that. Uh, you know, ask your extroverts to, to just uh, to cool your jets for a minute. <laughs> so uh, I can tell you some experiences from a born-again extrovert. Oh, what is that? What is that? So you're right about extroverts. We have a tendency to talk more than we do listen. Uh, But then there is work that you have to do. For example, if you're doing documentary work, Mm -hmm. you ask a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. You don't do a lot of talking. You set it up so that you do a lot of questions. So that's that born-again extrovert who says, it's more important for me to ask questions and listen here. Um, Another thing is when you run, when you're responsible for running, uh, like a whiteboarding session, something that involves a panel. And if you if you look at the panels that we used to run on AGK as the panel lead, you'll see that I did a lot less talking than any of the other pa- panel members mm-hmm. so that you could draw that out. Mm-hmm. If you're an extrovert in the room, the, the, the piece of wisdom that I will give you, and you're, you're not leading it, but you're sitting at the table, is behave, you just described... That introverted, I'll just wait till the end because mm-hmm. I will have a listened. Mm-hmm. That's what I recommend to extroverts. If you're an extrovert, unless you're called upon, just listen. And then wait till the last moment and present your ideas. And I guarantee you, your ideas... Unless nobody's talking, in which case, jump right out there. Because, you know, we don't want nobody to talk. <laughs> See, introverts can interrupt too. It's okay. Yeah. You can, if you have something important to say, say it. Uh, but the other place that it pays off, this ability to, to the born-again extrovert, uh, is in sales situations. Uh, because if you're in a sales situation and you're allowing your customer, uh, your prospective customer, to do most of the talking, just wait till the end. Let them do all that talking. Wait till the end. And by that time, you will have formulated a series of ideas that because they were so busy talking and just exper- ex- ex- 
expositing on their uh, problems they hadn't come up with. And it makes you look really, really smart when you do that, uh, to be that kind of, maybe it's a born-again introvert, you know, uh, to be behave in an introverted way, listening, assessing, uh, analyzing, and building solutions in your own head as you're listening to your client. And, and I've done that consistently while I was in business, both in meetings, group mm-hmm. sessions, and one-on-one sales sessions. And of course, as a documentary maker, uh, as I'm producing a documentary. Uh, and it works, you know, it's like, what did you say? Uh, you said something about, uh, you used a phrase. Um, tone down your extrovert or something. Cool your jets. Cool your jets, yeah. (laughs) Cool your extroverted jets in those situations and you will find the rewards uh, uh, greater than if you just start mouthing off, you know, as you would in most extroverted situations. Now, what I appreciate with with us and what could be in that situation as well is if I were to give a presentation and perhaps there's holes in it or gaps uh, that Toby sees, he could fill in those gaps in the same way I can mm-hmm. do for you when, you know, uh, you're doing a, a long explanation during one of our shows. And I, and I hear something or, you know, I think of something mm-hmm. that you didn't say that could go off in maybe a different direction and introduce that. Mm-hmm. And then we can go, you know, even further into the topic because I was listening and paying attention. And then, you know, there was this piece that I felt was missing. So... I add that in because the uh, the extrovert wants to get it all out in one fell swoop, right? They just want to keep going. They have all these ideas that they just need to get out on the table. So it's important. And I and I think what what's interesting to me is the more and more we talk about this, it strikes me that uh, partnerships between introverts and extroverts can be immensely productive mm-hmm. uh, once they figure out their roles and, right. and how to play them out. And, right. Uh, and that so, the extrovert then has to realize, okay, this person needs to be drawn out mm-hmm. and have that space given to them to be drawn out. And you do that. Uh, and the introvert needs to look for what they can do to make the extrovert more comfortable. There's certain things that, like when you say, okay, what is what is it that you want? You don't want me to go, oh, well, I don't know. What do you want? You want me to say this. This is what I want and be ready for that. So then it becomes a much more productive conversation at that point. Yeah. It's hard when an extrovert is asking you, so what do you want? They're, they're asking it in, in a very strange way. They know there's the possibility that what you want may not agree with what they want, but they want you to express it so that they can build whatever the compromise solution is, even if, if, if the, the, what you want may be a better approach. You know, if, I, if uh, an extrovert says to you, what do you want, and you respond with an answer that's different from the extrovert, the extrovert should at that point take advantage of it, look for the compromise if there is one, or at, at best admit to themselves your idea is better and, and that you did, did yourself a favor by asking you know what mm-hmm. uh, what uh, you you are, but that's right. What what they're not looking for is, oh, you make I don't know. What do mm-hmm. you want? Right? Yeah. they're exactly. asking you because they want to know. It took me a long time to yeah get there. Yeah, it really did. I yeah. had to uh, I had to understand that my ideas have a lot of value, mm-hmm. and I have to really believe in myself, mm-hmm. and I also know that you appreciate it more when I just you know 
this. Yeah, this because, is what I want. Or this is what I think. Mm-hmm. Or here's the way we should go with it. And I think uh, that's, I'm getting a text oh, message. Okay. <laughs> what is that? Uh, that's from your husband, as a matter of fact. Oh, interesting. I sent him a text message. Oh, okay. Um, uh, the, the other thing uh, about that <laughs> so is that. family day here. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> uh, so the other thing about that is that when uh, you do ask and you do get a response, be prepared for the response rather than just saying, oh, no, that's not going to work. Right. If if you can get the introvert to mm-hmm. express themselves in a realistic way, in mm-hmm. an honest and realistic way, the last thing you need to do is beat them up over it. Right. You right? want to appreciate yeah. their input yeah. because when you do that, you encourage them to continue to do that, yeah. to feel um, supported whenever they do offer their input. They say, you know... Um, do you want to go here or there or this other place? And they say, well, actually this fourth place and you didn't even think of it. And you could say, well, that's an awesome idea. Thank you. You know, um, even if you don't want to go there, just appreciate their input and then they will be more confident in the future with that. And, and I think the other thing too is give them enough information, provide them enough information so that they can come back with a reasonable, uh, and, and perhaps compromisable response. So you're saying, uh, I'd like to go to Santa Fe. And they say, well, I'd rather go to, uh, go, go to Austin. And you're saying, but you're saying, but I have to, my, my daughter's in the hospital. That's why I want to go to Santa Fe, right? So they need all the information, you know, that you can give them in order to make a, a decision that's in line with what you're uh, thinking. Because at that point, they could say, well, I don't want to go. Right? What do you want to do? I don't want to go. I want to stay and work. That's a fair answer, you know. So uh, I think that kind of communication between the extrovert and the introvert is really important. And uh, it enables the introvert who isn't accustomed to that, who doesn't naturally think in that way. Uh, it gives them the opportunity to say like, well, that felt good, you know. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of support to be had from the extrovert-introvert relationship, uh, you know, because the extrovert can feel that they're listened to, that they have somebody they can bounce their ideas off of who will give them good feedback, um, you know, pays attention to Uh them. And the introvert can feel supported in that, um, you know, they have a wingman, somebody who, you know, if we go out and I'm not enjoying my meal, something's wrong with it. You like, you're all over it. You call over the waiter and let's take care of this right now. You know, you take care of those things Mm -hmm. that might be difficult for me to express. Mm -hmm. Um, You, you, you know, make that happen. Um, So there's a lot of support in that kind of a relationship. Okay. That's why we've been at this for more than seven (laughs) years. That's why it works so well. Uh, So I don't see anybody else. Hey, Mm -hmm. Jeff Steinborn. Thanks for joining us today. Joe S. Uh, is in. He's, hey, Joe he's late. S. Yeah, you came, you came in late there, Joe. Yeah. No worries. We're just closing up for today. Um, all, my, uh, all my gentlemen <laughs> visitors today, uh-huh. thank you for being here. Um, if you are an introvert, uh, make sure you hang out with extroverts and, you know, share that energy. Uh, spend your cave time as a man. Uh, when you come home from work or when you come home from, from an, an activity that has been draining, make sure you get some time for yourself to, to uh, decompress, to run through your thoughts, um, to just uh, regain your center and your equilibrium and your energy. And then join the family. 
and you're going to be uh, a much happier person. Um, that's, uh, that's sort of a men are from Mars uh, analogy of men. So <laughs> since we have pretty much all men here today. Um, and if you're an extrovert, you know, look for a relationship like this, that, that you can reach out, uh, be open to an introvert, you know, uh, allowing you to, to talk and talk while they listen, but then giving them that support and return, uh, when they need it, when they need a, somebody to speak up for them or stand up for them, that you can be that person or that you draw them out and listen to what they have to say, because nobody else is going to do that for them. Um, so hanging out with all the Eunice daughters at the same time can be a really amazing event until you're completely drained. That many extroverts in one room with similar personalities is really, you, you know, you can't hang around with extroverts all day. You need an introvert in your life just to kind of balance things out. Are you speaking for yourself? Cause I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because you could just sit there and like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're good people. They're good people. They are good people. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for being here today and for all your kind attention and for saying hello and uh, being here in our chat room. And for the softer side, I'm your transitions coach, Shelley Carney. Thank you for listening to The Softer Side with Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Please write to us with questions or ideas for future shows at thesofterside.info at gmail.com. And visit the free member vault for more great tips and ideas at eSofterSide.